0: Now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HART. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him 530 624 7942. That's 530 624 7942.
1: Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today.
2: This is Michael Humes, Mortgage Specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue, NMLS License 230273, BRE License 01250862, Employed by Network Mortgage, BRE License 0184-0139, NMLS License 358237, Equal Housing Opportunity.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be your host for the next hour. Hopefully you'll find it entertaining, educational. I won't say enlightening, but that would be a worthy, worthy goal. Here we are. Summer's over. Fall is here, and it's definitely looking like fall today. That's a change of pace. What's nice is the trick-or-treaters got good weather. So they lucked out last night and didn't have any issues. But today is not not a nice day. But after all, it is, it is November. Business life in Chico. One thing, well, I've got quite a few uh, things to talk about today. I've got quite a few articles to share. If you've seen them before, I apologize. I guarantee you haven't seen all of them. You may have seen one or two. I like to start local and then spread out further and pretty much get to all the way around the world if possible. That's That's my goal. And I like to... I just like you to get a different opinion on things and a devil's, not necessarily devil's advocate, just the other side of the story because, like I've said before many times, I've been reading the other explanation for going on close to 40 years now, and I think it's the only way to fly. Does anybody remember Western Airlines? Back when I was young, it was Western and PSA were the ones that everybody flew for their Bay Area to LA or Bay Area to San Diego, Bay Area to Las Vegas, Western and PSA. Those were the good old days. Starting with local news, and I'd like to give a thumbs up to the Chico ER because that's the only newspaper I actually pay to subscribe to, and it's nice to get the local news when you need it, and of course, doing business buzz if I'm trying to keep everybody up to date or at least aware of some local news also, I really need that ER, it's hard to find local news any other way. You could go to local blog posts and things, but that really wouldn't give you the news items. And of course, as you know, I'm still very disappointed in mainstream journalism and the fact that there is no journalism. Nobody asks any questions about national news. They just parrot what they're told to say. And I've almost stopped listening to the local TV news cast. Not that I was religious about it prior, but I honestly only watch it for the local angle. If there's a local story, uh, local sports, I enjoy the Friday night local sports, seeing the high school football, that's fun. And, of course, the volleyball. I know there's there's a lot of good volleyball going on with Chico High and P... I think it's Chico High that went to a tournament. I'm not sure, but in my opinion, the TV news is only worthwhile for the local news, the weather, and some of the sports. Otherwise, otherwise you might as well just pick up a copy of AP or Reuters and read your article because all they're doing is regurgitating the articles they're told to read. Well, they're paid to read, they're told and they're paid. How's that? Of course, remember if anybody wants to ever prove me wrong on anything, I spout off on business buzz, just let me know and I'll, I'll issue a retraction if I'm wrong. I have no problem with that. So the first article I brought today is from the ER, and it's somewhere that I used to attend back before the, the famous 2018 fire, which we're coming up on our fourth anniversary of real soon. And this article is, Paradise Cinema 7 Movie Theater Will Not Reopen. And I used to, uh, I used to go there a decent amount. It was a nice little theater. They had very good popcorn, which is my favorite part of going to the movies. And it's kind of sad that they won't reopen. I'm sure it has to do with number one, the fire, and number two, COVID. So let me just read a little bit of this. I think the title pretty much explains it. The owner of Paradise Cinema 7 announced Tuesday on Facebook that the theater would not reopen and denied rumors that the building had been sold to a church. Not only did the owner-operator, Scott Lauder, deny they were selling to a church, he also pointed out that he wasn't renting the space to a church either. This is not true. No one has bought it, no one has leased it, and no, we haven't given it away either. It is not currently for sale. He pointed out that the theater is still in litigation with its insurance company and has no plans to reopen. He's a former, Lotters, a former mayor of Paradise and was on the town council in 28, until December, 2018. The 2018 campfire caused extensive smoke damage to the interior and all of his, the equipment. He said repairs to the business would be extremely expensive. The repairs required are not a cheap fix. We are talking in the multiple millions of dollars. If someone has a large fortune and would like to turn that into a small fortune, they could fix it. I I like the way he put that. Remodel and reopen and lose money for the next 10 to 15 years and lose all their money. I miss popping popcorn. It breaks my heart that we cannot ever return. PG and E greed and the fire took that all from us. We have also received nothing and heard nothing from the fire victims trust. Hmm. With all the clients and people that I've dealt with for the campfire, I do realize now that other than the sentimental memories they may have saved, almost all of the people with a surviving building are much less happy than the people with burned, destroyed buildings. And that's as far as I'll go. Some of the uninsured people with burned buildings are not happy, and I can understand that, and I, I do empathize with that. But a lot of the well-insured people are pretty happy now that it's all said and done. I'm not saying they're happy about losing their memories. Uh, some of them lost relatives, pets. You, you know the whole, everybody knows all the stories. But financially, I have many clients and friends who, for the first time in their lives, have money in the bank, they have a free and clear home somewhere without a mortgage, and it's all due to the payout from the Paradise Fire. I won't go into detail, but I would say it's about, now that the, as a matter of speaking, now that the smoke has settled and the dust has settled which isn't funny when you're talking about that terrible fire. But now that it's been almost four years, there's a lot of people very, very, oh, I'll just say very okay with what happened. And that's all I'm going to say. Because some people would take offense to that. I will say that the people who lost their homes completely are mostly a lot better off financially than the ones who didn't lose their home to the fire and I won't go into any further detail. That's it. I'm done with that subject, except a week from today is going to be the four year anniversary. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's my little salute to local news. As far as local business, what I do feel bad about, and I haven't really dug into the details yet with a lot of my clients, because if I finish their taxes, I won't see them again until the fall or the spring, unless they have a particular problem. I'm very concerned about the people dealing in the real estate world. I didn't check today, but I heard that the 30-year fixed mortgages are now over 7% or close to 7% versus 3% about a year ago, which is incredible. I don't agree with, I think there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that we don't know about. I don't agree with the raising of the rates as quickly as they've been raising them. It's obviously not going to help with inflation. As long as inflation is higher than these interest rates that you can earn at the bank, it's still going to pay to spend your money now on goods and buy them now before they go higher in price. I don't believe that this stretching out of the what the Federal Reserve is doing to make their rate go to five or six and mortgage rates go to eight or nine i don't believe that's in the best interest of everybody but then again there's a chance that if they hadn't have done what they've done and of course you got to remember if you've listened to business buzz you know how i feel about all this i'm guessing because i don't know nobody knows if they hadn't have done what they've done I'm guessing there could have been a complete, gigantic financial meltdown already. I'm not certain of that, but I'm guessing that what they're doing is somehow defending against a complete meltdown, which is going to happen. I can't say when. If I knew when, I'd be the world's wealthiest man. I don't know when. All I can tell you is it's going to occur There was a 40-year increase in... This is what's very interesting. In 1941, before World War II, interest rates bottomed. Of course, they never go straight up, but they zigzag their way up. There was a 40-year increase in interest rates from 41 to 81, where the I believe the 10-year Treasury bond, Treasury bill hit 15.6, I heard someone say. That was the 40-year bond decline because the interest rates went up. Remember, interest rates and bond prices are uh, opposite each other. When interest rates go up, bond prices go down. When bond prices go up, interest rates go down. That is sort of a locked-in rule that will never change. I've explained before why that works that way. A 40-year cycle ended in 1981 when the interest rates peaked. A 40-year cycle just ended in 2020 and 2021 where interest rates reversed. They were super low at the end of 2021. Now they're climbing faster than ever before. It could be that we did hit another tail of a 40-year trend and interest rates are going to go up and up and up. If they do, it's Katie bar the door. There's so many things flying around that are based on interest rates that there's going to be a lot of, Bankruptcies, a lot of deals that will not be consummated. I already see it in the real estate. That's what I was saying about the local real estate market. I feel bad for loan brokers and realtors if things are really slowing down because what can you do? I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back. Stay tuned to Business Buzz.
0: California is headed in the wrong direction. Let's make sure we have representatives who fight for us. Assemblyman James Gallagher is that type of representative. When fires destroyed local homes and towns, James Gallagher forced Sacramento to act and got us the needed resources to rebuild. When the Oroville Dam failed, James Gallagher fought the bureaucrats to get the dam fixed and help those that were affected. James Gallagher has always been a fighter for us. This is James Gallagher. Gavin Newsom and his liberal allies don't listen to us, don't understand our values, and don't care about our part of California. I took Newsom to court to stop his unconstitutional power grab, and I'm fighting the bad ideas, excessive taxes, and high gas prices that are harming our state. With your support, I'll keep fighting for you. Paid for by James Gallagher for State Assembly 2022.
3: Many people assume that the pursuit of happiness is a human right. But according to the Bible, God doesn't exist to make us happy. He has a much higher goal. Be sure to listen when Chuck Swindoll describes the mysterious ways that God blesses His children. Tuesday on Insight for Living.
1: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, on a gray November afternoon. And like I say, the trick-or-treaters got lucky and had nice weather. I got lucky on Halloween myself. I needed some things that I absolutely had to buy, and it was already after 9 p.m. And where do you go on a weeknight in Chico when you need to buy something and it's after 9 p.m. Wally World. It's almost your only choice except Lowe's and Home Depot. I believe they still stay open till 10. But unless you're looking for that type of thing, I'd say Wally World, which uh, everybody knows as Walmart. I don't like shopping there, but I honestly, when I need something, they usually have it. I'll tell you a quick story about Walmart for me. I always have to bring cash when I go to Walmart. Why, Harold, would you have to bring cash to go to Walmart? They accept all major credit cards. About probably 15 years ago, I went to Walmart, used my debit card, and the next couple days later, I guess, I don't remember when it was, I was looking at my on. I, I had online banking back then. I can't remember when I started that, but it was, it was at that time. So I'm looking at my online banking and I'm like, whoa, a 630 something dollar charge at Walmart in Birmingham, Alabama the day before or the night before. Of course, I immediately called my bank and told them there's a mistake here and of course they immediately canceled my debit card which is not good if you have a lot of auto pay now back then i didn't have as much auto pay i was still writing a lot of checks and mailing a lot of bills the problem is any auto pay i did have hooked up to that card if i forgot to go in and put a new card in it started getting rejected i did have a couple of issues back then with that, my moral of my story is somebody hacked into Walmart's database, used my debit card and bought I'm guessing like a television or something or a big appliance. How do you spend 600 at Walmart? Uh, these days you can, but 20 years ago it would have been hard to even stack that much into three shopping carts at Walmart. I'm guessing it was a big appliance purchase or a television something like that, computer maybe. And that is the reason why I only shop at Walmart with cash. I'm not saying Walmart is crooked, I'm not blaming any employees there or or the company itself. I'm just saying somebody got a hold of my debit card at a Walmart and used it at a different Walmart. I'm assuming they got my debit information through the Walmart transaction that I did. What's interesting is the other one that happened very similarly, maybe a month or two later, was Kmart. So when Kmart was still around, I believe Kmarts are all gone. Maybe there's one or two left somewhere. The one here in Chico has gone. Kmart was very handy, and the reason is, It's on this side of town. It's on, it's not on the south side of town. Every time I need to go to Costco, to Walmart, to Best Buy, to Office Depot, to Staples, to Petco, to, I think Petco might be gone, I can't remember. You catch the drift. Everything retail is now on the south side. Someone like me here on Mangrove, I have to get on the freeway, drive down there, park, walk. I really, really liked having Kmart here closer to where I spend 90% of my day, which is Mangrove, downtown, and North Chico to East Avenue. So I do miss the Kmart, but the same thing happened to me at Kmart. My debit card got it again. I probably had to get a new debit card after that That incident also, soon after the Walmart incident. And so every time I went to Kmart, I had to make sure I had enough cash. Not sure why, but those are two very large retail things. I know Kmart's kind of gone now. I believe they had become part of Sears or Sears became part of them. But I believe Sears and Kmart are both gone. There might be a couple stores somewhere. I do miss having a Kmart on this side of town. I'll just summarize it that way. So that's my Kmart story and my Walmart story. Now we're expanding out from the local area where we talked about Paradise and the Paradise Cinema 7, which is gone, which is kind of sad. I can see why people might think a church would take it over. The cinema here near the nor, uh, near the Chico Mall turned into a church years ago. I believe it's called Calvary Church, and I believe it's still operating as a church. And that's a great solution for a theater. I don't know how many theaters they use in there. There was about four screens there at the, the one near Chico Mall. I've never been there for a church service. I'm wondering if they use all the all the stages and all the theaters? I'm not sure. It's a good question. But I wanted to find a California article to talk about, and I actually found it in the Chico Enterprise Record. And it's from about a week ago. And the title is Judge Rules for California Baker over same sex wedding cake. So this is the business of bakeries and the business of same sex marriage. Now don't get me wrong, I have a lot of lots of clients uh, that are same sex marriage or domestic partners that became married. Uh, I have uh, nothing against any of that. If I were to take sides, I'd probably have 50% of my clientele not agree with me and the other 50 agree, but I don't take sides. I treat everybody the same. And, of course, when you're in business, you can't discriminate. But this is sort of a discrimination case, and I'm going to read some of this. It's in Bakersfield. A California judge has ruled. Now, I was always under the impression you can't discriminate in business, but here we go. A California judge has ruled in favor of a bakery owner who refused to make wedding cakes for a same sex couple because it violated her Christian beliefs. The State Department of Fair Housing and Employment had sued Tastries Bakery in Bakersfield, arguing owner Kathy Miller intentionally discriminated against the couple in violation of California's Unruh Civil Rights Act. Remember that guy named Jesse Unruh? He's still around in memory because we have an Unruh Civil Rights Act. That's such an unusual last name, I'll never forget that last name, Unruh. So after this break, I'll be back to discuss same-sex marriage wedding cakes in California. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back.
2: Do you rely upon the Holy Spirit? The Messiah did. The Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit. I'm kind of asking you the question as we look at our Messiah, does the Holy Spirit rest upon
3: you? David Hawking explains why we need to let the Holy Spirit rest on us, this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Fakus. Pacific
2: Justice Institute has filed an opening brief for the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The suit seeks to restore free speech rights and the right to distribute gospel tracts for a Northern California Christian evangelist. You see, for years, this faithful man attended multicultural events, especially the Hmong New Year Festival at the 34 million square foot space in the California State Fairgrounds. Now, despite
1: no complaints, the evangelist was asked to leave the festival because the track distribution was limited to only 36 square feet. That's right, only
3: 36 square feet. PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider
2: at pji.org.
3: Maybe you haven't been to church in a while because you have the idea that church is not relevant to your life. But churches have changed a lot. Here's what some people have to say about churches these days.
0: I think there's just really a closeness among the
3: people. There is life here that that is not in this world that um, this world doesn't have to offer. I really like the positive environment. They really provide an opportunity for everyone to get involved. Church, look around and check one out. There's one out there for you. It's a real loving community. A message from Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM.
1: Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn CPA. On a November afternoon, I won't comment on the weather. It's kind of nasty. But I don't think it's going to last that long and it already looks like the already looks like the precipitation is slowing down. So that's that's good. We got a nice little raininess for not having to water lawns for a few days and I know it's supposed to clear up again of course it's been cold at night the heaters are the heaters are back in use that's Chico for you not real severe just cold in the winter and hot in the summer isn't that the way it's supposed to be and I won't discuss global warming So I was talking about the judge ruling in favor of the Baker and it says Miller's attorneys argued her right to free speech and free expression of religion trumped the argument that she violated the anti-discrimination law. Kern County superior court judge, Eric Bradshaw ruled Friday that Miller acted lawfully while upholding her beliefs about what the Bible teaches regarding marriage. The decision was welcomed as a First Amendment victory by Miller and her pro bono attorneys with the conservative Thomas More Society. I'm hoping that in our community we can grow together, Miller told the Bakersfield Californian after the ruling, and we should understand that we shouldn't push any agenda against anyone else. A spokesperson said the Fair Housing Department was aware of the ruling but had not determined what to do next. The couple, Eileen and Maria Rodriguez del Rio, said they expect an appeal. Of course, we're disappointed but not surprised, Eileen told the newspaper. We anticipate that our appeal will have a different result. An earlier decision in Kern County Superior Court also went Miller's way, but it was later vacated by the Fifth District Court of Appeal, which sent the lawsuit back to the county. The decision comes as a Colorado baker is challenging a ruling he violated that state's anti-discrimination law by refusing to make a cake celebrating a gender transition. That baker, Jack Phillips, separately won a partial U.S. Supreme Court victory after refusing on religious grounds to make a gay couple's wedding cake a decade ago. Hmm, California, Colorado, seems to always be the same states, doesn't it? Well, if you want any commentary from me, you're not going to get a whole lot. I see both sides of this. I would say that in my opinion, and I have a I have a law degree, I'm not an attorney and I don't play one on television, but just thinking about this as if I were a judge, if anybody asked me and I was a, an appeals judge, I would look at it this way the couple who were denied the cake have the option of going to many other places and have a cake made by someone who doesn't have a religious opposition to their same-sex marriage. Forcing the baker to go against their religious beliefs doesn't give that choice. So I the the way I see this just and this is not in a any kind of same-sex discussion at all. I'm just looking at it as a judge ruling in the on one side you have plenty of choices to avoid any issues here. Just go to a different bakery. On the other side, if you force the person who has a religious problem with that, to make that cake, that's giving them no choice. I'm not sure what the legal terminology would be for my leaning that way, but honestly, the whole thing about choice, remember that old saying, my body, my choice? We don't hear that much anymore, do we? Ever since 2020 and 2021, we just don't hear that, do we? Uh, But that old saying, my body, my choice, I would also say my beliefs, my choice. And in this case, which, which party is harmed more by a ruling against them? And in my opinion, not being an attorney, but if I were a judge, I would say the baker would be harmed more than the couple. And that's not, that's not any kind of uh, opinion about uh, same-sex marriage rights, but it's just you have same-sex marriage rights, and then you have First Amendment rights. Very tough questions these judges have to deal with. That's why I'm glad I'm not one. I mean, I would enjoy being one, but I'm glad I'm not one. I've heard so many stories of judges who are compromised they've made bad decisions and now they're paying the price by being a compromised judge and I in my opinion there's probably nothing worse there's probably nothing worse than a compromised judge I guess the only thing coming close to being worse than a compromised judge would be a bad cop on the take those two would be the worst couple of the worst things you could do occupational, occupationally, in my opinion. Compromise judge, crooked cop. Not that there's any in Butte County. Oh my goodness, no. Could not be. No way. We're so squeaky clean up here. That reminds me of the time I heard, and I could not, I really couldn't find anything to back this up because it was it was, around the, it was around the early, I'll call it the early days of the internet. I think I've mentioned this before on Business Buzz, but probably a few years ago. I heard, and I really wish I could verify this, but I just, I haven't taken the time. And I, I think I did try to verify it back in the early days of the internet, and I couldn't find it. But now we have things like the Wayback Machine, so I might be able to dig it up. I heard that there was a 60 minute story being being produced and it was about Butte County, California as the dirtiest county in the country. And somebody got it quashed at the last minute. I would love to read about that again. I, I mean, not again, I'd love to read about it. I don't know how to find it, but Maybe I'll go to the Wayback Machine when I get a few extra minutes in the next week or two, and I'll I'll keep you posted if I find anything. But I thought that was fascinating. That good old Butte County—I don't call it Little Butte County. Population-wise, it's not huge, but size-wise, it's a pretty large county. I think it's the maybe the second largest county in the state, and it's a pretty big it's a pretty big geographical area. Population wise, it's not that big. But I would really like to find out if that's true that 60 Minutes had something going and someone quashed it. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Business buzz will return after this break. Stay tuned. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA trying to educate you, trying to get you to think a little bit differently perhaps than you used to. I'm starting to realize though that most of my listeners already think the way I think, so I'm sort of preaching to the choir. But tell your friends about Business Buzz and we'll spread the word that way. How's that sound? Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back.
3: This is Ken Ham encouraging all churches to start their thinking with God's word. Charles Darwin lived over a century and a half ago, and yet we still feel his impact today. For example, public schools teach our children they're nothing but animals. So why should we be surprised that young people embrace various kinds of sexual immorality, celebrate killing unborn babies, and live to do whatever feels good and right to them? After all, if they're just animals, there's no higher moral authority than themselves. Darwin believed scripture's authority wasn't important, and we see this same attitude today. The more that evolutionary ideas pervade the culture, the more we'll see people abandon God's word, and we'll see moral collapse around us.
0: There's so much more to discover about how to view our world when you go to AnswersRadio.com and listen to this program again or read a transcript at AnswersRadio.com.
3: America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God.
2: Hi, this is Doug LaMalfa. If you've shopped for groceries or gassed up your car lately, you know that inflation is getting worse, not better. There is no reason why everything we buy these days needs to cost so much more than it did just two years ago. The Biden administration and the Pelosi Congress are wrecking our economy with their massive spending, their regulations, and tax increases. They've wasted our precious water, neglected our forests, and ruined our domestic energy industry, making us more dependent on expensive foreign oil. Their bureaucracy, their regulations, and mandates make everything cost more, crushing small business. I fight in Washington for families' needs, not some political agenda. To keep our water flowing and our crops growing. A federal government actually managing our forests to prevent devastating fires instead of watching them burn. To cut through the nonsense to help our families survive. I'm Doug LaMalfa, I approve this message, and with your support, I'll keep fighting for what's right. Paid for by the Doug LaMalfa Committee.
3: Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. I believe the most important proposition on your November ballot is Proposition 1 having to do with life. If passed, Prop 1 would codify late-term abortions into California's Constitution. 70% of California voters believe human life begins at viability or conception. A no vote on Prop 1 will keep the current limits in place. No abortions after 24 weeks of pregnancy. And late-term abortions permitted only to protect the life and health of the mother. While most voters oppose taxpayer funding for abortions, Prop 1 will potentially cost you hundreds of millions of dollars with abortion seekers coming to California from other states. We believe every life, in the womb or outside the womb, is a person made in God's image and should be protected. I encourage you to register to vote, and between now and November 8th, vote no on Proposition 1.
1: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Hoping you're having a nice afternoon. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. I'm sure this time of day, there's a lot of people that are picking up children from school now that it's back to school season and live learning. I haven't read a lot of details, but I do catch a lot of headlines that this whole COVID thing really messed up students' test scores, and learning from home doesn't work for all students. Uh, One good thing that would have come of that, hopefully, is that uh, maybe a lot of people have decided to homeschool and avoid some of the things that are going on in public schools. Uh, Personally, the Chico public school system, I haven't been involved with it since 2011, that's when my son graduated from PV High. It was heading towards a little bit of a slippery slope on part of the curriculum back then, but they offered so many good good old reading, writing and arithmetic that is what school I think is for as opposed to these stories you hear on the news about teachers doing drag queen shows after school or all these weird things that I don't think belongs in the public schools myself, just my opinion. Not that I have anything against drag queens. I'm of the opinion, just like the First Amendment, it's a free country, you can do whatever you like, just don't don't push it on me, literally. But I do believe that schools should be for reading, writing, arithmetic. They should teach a lot more budgeting, financial. Um, I know there's even college grads who, if they don't get in, the, get in the right field of study, they really don't know a lot about general life things they need to know. In my opinion, part of the high school education should be almost like a, what do they call the uh, the technical, the, the trade. It should be like a trade school. You should do two-thirds or three-quarters of your classroom time with reading, writing, and arithmetic. Especially writing. I mean, if you can't write and communicate, how are you going to get by on anything? So writing is important. Reading's very important. Compre- reading comprehension. That was always a tough subject for me. I was always super good at math. Like when I took the SAT, my math scores were always really good. I've got a really good math mind. But that reading comprehension where they give you they give you like a half a page of writing and then they ask you some question about what happened or where some what somebody was thinking or what the what they were doing by saying this that's tough uh, people who can do that have a really really high level brain that's wired in a certain way and i i really respect people who can do that everybody's brain is different I know when uh, my wife and I, we watch movies and we've seen a lot of movies over the years. And what I find when we discuss movies later, like 10 years later, she actually remembers the details of the movies. And I really don't, I really can't. Like I think of movies, even the ones that I say I really liked. Well, look, certain movies that I've seen more than once, I know I know them like the back of my hand. I've memorized them. But generally, I'll talk to someone like her, and she will remember all the details of a movie where I didn't. But while we're watching the movie, I pick up on all the things you need to know where someone else might not. So it's just weird. Everybody's brain, I think, is wired a little differently than everybody else's. And so everybody has things they're good at and things they aren't and like I was saying with high school you need to I believe the high schools need to offer the reading, writing and arithmetic to everybody and then make sure that they're able to help the ones who don't have the brain for that side of the equation some people just aren't really in the math they aren't that good at it and it confuses them and the school needs to make sure they come out with at least a basic knowledge of algebra. I've realized over the years, if you know your basic algebra formulas, which aren't hard, they're actually, to me, they're fun. And I'm not, I'm not an advanced math guy at all. I have a son who is, who got all the way to a PhD with advanced Greek letter math, which I'll never understand. I'm not a big, I'm not a high end math guy. I'm a quick, fast math multiplication table uh, algebra guy. I like geometry, but I never got far in it. Geometry and trigonometry were interesting to me, but I never really dug into it and cared. But I do find during my working career as a CPA, Algebra is very useful. Even though you have computers now that'll do it for you, it's nice to know you can write something down on paper and figure it out using four or five basic algebra, algebraic rules. And they really are the basics, like the additive identity, the multiplicative identity. Uh, you set up an equal sign in the middle of your little problem, and you solve for x I think it's totally cool, I think it's very important, and I think everyone should at least be required like they are to pass Algebra 1 and maybe Algebra 2. Geometry and trigonometry are they're good for certain things, they're good for occupations. Obviously, if you're going to be a contractor building homes, you would definitely want them to have a geometry background somewhat. So they could figure the square footage they need to buy the sheetrock for your addition. Things like that would come in handy. I remember when we were building a swimming pool at our house. This was now, wow, it's almost 20 years ago. I absolutely had to call a math teacher client and friend of mine to help me because I was getting a quote for the size of the deck around the pool, and if the pool had been a rectangle, I know enough geometry to figure the area of the pool minus the area of the deck equals the area of the deck. In other words, I've got the total area if it was a rectangle, then I've got the area of the pool as a rectangle, I would know that I could take the total area using my geometry, Rectangles are easy. It's a a times b is the square footage of the rectangle. So I could take the rectangle of the entire area minus the rectangle of the pool, which would be easy to figure, and that would give me the square footage of the deck, which is what I was feeling I was being overcharged for on the square footage of the deck side of our quote. The problem is the pool we were building was not rectangular it had curves kind of like semi circles uh, the steps stuck out to the side the spa stuck out to the side uh, basically and the deck was also round and not square so I did some of my own work using my geometry of circles and pi and 2 pi r and diameters and i I do know some of that from geometry, but I really had a hard time figuring out the square footage of that deck. So I ended up kind of guessing it, and I figure if I got ripped off for a small amount of square feet, it's like whatever. And I'm particularly happy now because that's been, I think that's been now 17 or 18 years since the pool was built. I spent a lot of money on the pool mainly because the deck is large and I knew that based on me and my family we were not big on swimming itself we were more big on having get-togethers and entertaining on the deck so the deck is where I put the investment uh, of course along with the pool I'm happy now because I've heard that the price of doing a pool now is so high it's in the six digits where it used to be 40 or 50k it's now in the 100K range or more. I could just imagine how much it would cost to install a pool nowadays. Unbelievable. And I do feel for the young couples trying to trying to make it. It's not easy these days. So a couple more articles. I'm almost out of time here on Business Buzz. I get a little long-winded at times. My apologies. I hope you're having a nice afternoon regardless. At least it looks like the rain is stopping, which is kind of nice. So one article I brought for California Business is the gas car phase-out brings turmoil to mom-and-pop gas stations. That's another Enterprise Record story. And it's basically saying that if we're gonna go away from gas in uh, thirty-five, in 2035 or whatever, which is only 13 years away, that's gonna hurt a lot of mom and pop gas stations. So my question is, how do you generate the energy that's gonna go into all these electric cars? I suppose if it was hydroelectric energy, that would be semi-clean. If it's Wind energy, that would be semi-clean, but from what I understand, wind energy is so expensive, it really doesn't pay. So can you really avoid coal plants and petroleum? I'm not sure. I'm not an energy expert, and I don't claim to be, and I will never play one on television. I guarantee that. So I do feel for the people whose businesses are threatened by these new green laws that I'm not all excited about, but I could be wrong. Like I say, I'm always open to, I'm always open to uh, differing opinions, so correct me if I'm wrong. Please do. So we're getting to the end of Business Buzz. I'm going to save these articles for next time. I hope you've enjoyed the last hour. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. The tax laws never get simpler. They just keep getting more difficult. Like I say, there's no such thing as a simple return anymore, and prices are going to have to go up. I'll be mailing out to all my clients because I'm just getting a little too old to do as many as I've always done, but... That's just my problem and I'll deal with it. So I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA. Thanks for tuning into Business Buzz. I will talk with you again next week. Have a great week.
0: California is headed in the wrong direction let's make sure we have representatives who fight for us. Assemblyman James Gallagher is that type of representative. When fires destroyed local homes and towns, James Gallagher forced Sacramento to act and got us the needed resources to rebuild. When the Oroville Dam failed, James Gallagher fought the bureaucrats to get the dam fixed and help those that were affected. James Gallagher has always been a fighter for us. This is James Gallagher. Gavin Newsom and his liberal allies don't listen to us, don't understand our values, and don't care about our part of California. I took Newsom to court to stop his unconstitutional power grab, and I'm fighting the bad ideas, excessive taxes, and high gas prices that are harming our state. With your support, I'll keep fighting for you. Paid for by James Gallagher for State Assembly 2022.